Cam and Renee's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix on a 6.3. JW Land. Introducing homes of uncompromising quality across premium locations. Hi there, it's Cam and Renee here. Each week on Mix 106.3, we present the Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. We speak with industry experts, leaders in Canberra property, national analysts and a range of other property specialists. So let's take a listen to some of the things we looked at in last Saturday's show. Now, Cam, uh, to kick off the real estate show this morning, we're going to ask the question, when selling, should I get a second building inspection report? Now, I don't know, just in my comings and goings, if I've heard of anyone who's done this, mm. so I'm interested to learn about the circumstances in which this might happen. Yeah, and they're not cheap, right? I mean, you have to have them done, but building reports are not cheap. That's it. And uh, Steve Lowe is a director of Agent Team Canberra. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Now, what are the circumstances you would look to get a second report done? Well, it's more for it's, so it's more for a buyer. So, the good thing about Canberra sales is that upfront building inspection reports are provided with as part of the contractor's sale. Now, that building inspection report covers off um, compliance, energy efficiency, building and pest uh, defects. But the report is a visual inspection only. So it's like going to the GP and sticking your tongue out and checking in your ears. It's not a full body scan MRI. So if you have a look through that report as a buyer, you might find the inspector has recommended secondary reports be done by a pest control company, for example, which might be a little bit more invasive. So for a buyer, in some circumstances, you may need to engage another inspector to have a look at another part of that building in further detail. And for some sellers, we like to get those defects fixed prior to going on the market in most cases. Okay. And could that potentially be like off-putting for people who might want to look at buying the place? Like having an extra report or reports, does it harm your chances of selling? Sort of says warning signs, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yes and no. So like say, say if we, in, the, in the initial building report, we find that there was inactive termites. So by getting a, a termite company engaged to come out and do a a more thorough visual and invasive inspection, it can then provide peace of mind to the purchaser that the seller has gone above and beyond to find the full scope of the damage, if anything, further than what you can see visually. Therefore, it can give you that extra peace of mind. Okay. And so as a buyer, if there are warning signs in the original report, can you almost demand a second report? Like, what do you, how are you placed there? Uh, so, yeah, so you, you don't demand it, Cam. You can do it nicer ways than that. But, um, but the, the, the building report will, will tell you, as a buyer, whether or not they recommend getting second pe- secondary inspections done. So sometimes you might find, um, for example, that there might be some damage to some roof timbers, and so they'd recommend getting an engineer to have a look at it. And any good real estate agent will have engineers on tap that can uh, can come out and do a, a, a report for you, sometimes $400, sometimes $4,000. Mm. But again, being upfront about it all is, I think, key. Full disclosure, full transparency makes the buying and selling process easier for everybody. Yeah, sure. And uh, do you have an example of where this has happened with a place you're selling? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess... Whenever we, so, you know, being a builder by trade, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared of what we find in building reports because we can solve most of those issues. But as soon as we see in the report that we have, uh, termites or a leaking bathroom, straight away, we'll get a quote for that repairs, for those repairs to be done to that bathroom. So that the seller can either get that work done themselves or at least the buyer has a quote on file to say that if they buy this property, they may need to spend an extra $3,000 repairing that water damage, for example. 
But yeah, anything, as soon as we find tests or termites, we always get a secondary report done yeah. just to uncover the full extent. Yeah. Okay, and is that financial onus on the seller? So if the seller, before we put the property on the market and we find some major defects, then the seller um, may decide to get those extra reports done to provide that peace of mind to the buyer. Alternatively, when the buyer is looking at the property and going through the reports, they can at their own cost engage these secondary people to come and do these further inspections. Okay, it's really really good insight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Steve. Well, thank you um, so much for sharing that insight with us this morning as always. Um, Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you, uh, Steve Lowe, Director of Agent Team in Canberra. Well, Cam, our four-part interview series that we're delving into this month is looking at the history of some Canberra suburbs. We've already learned about Acton and Curtin, and this week we're heading to Barton okay, to let's find do out that. some of the history there. Yep. And uh, Nick Swain is the Secretary, Canberra and District Historical Society. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. Now, look, can you give us a brief overview of the history of Barton? Yes, I certainly will. Um, we, it began around about 1922 when Charles Weston started planting trees in Tilopia Park and also when construction started on Tilopia Park School, which is now 100 years old. Uh, and that was before there were any permanent houses um, and before the government started moving public servants up from Melbourne. Okay. So the next thing that happened then was a whole stack of houses got built for the mid-level public servants in in um, in Barton, then plus a couple of major hostels for people who didn't qualify for houses. And you're probably aware that the whole stack of hostels were built in Barton just after the Second World War as well. So there's an awful lot of accommodation happening in the place. Uh, I should add that uh, the first privately built flats in Canberra were built in Barton too. In there you go. They're called Barton Court. Yeah. yeah. And so other than that, you've sort of given us a, a, a nice thing that most people wouldn't know. Is there any other things that people might not know about the area? Well, I, I reckon few people would know where the northern border of Barton is, and that's north of the lake, and it includes Clare Holland House. Okay. Which is a very strange border. It makes no sense. Yes, yeah, so I'm trying to work that out in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I would not have thought that Clare Holland House would have been a part of that area. No. But it is. Yeah. Um, there you go. And uh, Nick, what's the one piece of history that you do love um, about Barton? Um, I quite like the fact that the Anglican Church was offered a cathedral site um, at a place that's now called St Mark's, um, which is quite close to Kings Avenue Bridge. Uh, but they never built a cathedral cathedral there. Um, but the the uh, good side of that was that there's some really special native grasslands there with a very healthy population of hares. Mm-hmm. And they've also built a really interesting biblical garden on the site as well. So mm-hmm. that's just tucked away in a corner that people rarely see. Yeah. Okay. And are there any sort of like um, dark historical incidents that happened mm-hmm. in Barton you can share? I can share, yes. Uh, well, the, the one that we like the most is the fact that uh, during the Cold War period, um, Soviet officials from the nearby Russian embassy used to uh, do drop-offs and pickups at Tilopia Park. 
So they, they must have secreted things in heaven knows what. Yeah. Or in trees. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, gosh, we've had an um, education this morning, Cam, on Barton, haven't we? And it's so interesting. Like a lot of these Canberra suburbs just have so much to them that people have no idea about. Oh, and this is the thing, isn't it, Nick? I mean, we drive around and we mm. you know, pass through these areas and, look, you would just never know. So you must love sharing this sort of info, right? I do, yes. <laughs> Acres of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about the history of Barton this morning. We really appreciate it. And uh, you have a great weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank okay. you. Uh, Nick Swain, who's from the Canberra District Historical Society. Uh, something else uh, that's happening this weekend, Cam, an exciting event. The Suburban Land Agency's Display Village at Whitlam yeah. uh, celebrates its first anniversary this weekend. They've got a two-day event. You can tour, um, display homes, explore the land opportunities there, mm-hmm. meet experts and all that sort of thing. And uh, Simon Tennant, Malonglo Valley and Whitlam Development Director at the Suburban <laughs> Land Agency. That's a title, isn't it? Uh, Simon, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Renee. Now, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, what does the Suburban Land Agency do? Yeah. Great question. Um, so the Suburban Land Agency is the essentially the land development arm of the ACT government. So we're a team of about 120 professionals across all disciplines when it comes to land development and sales and marketing. We've got urban planners, we've got civil engineers, landscape architects, construction professionals, and then all the way through once the development is done and the land is delivered uh, we've got a sales and marketing team we've got a fantastic mingle program which gets communities established in all of our new suburbs and even an estate management team so around mowing the grass watering the trees and really creating great communities um, we've got three greenfield fronts uh, today of course the big event is in whitlam which is our malonglo development front but equally we've got um, land for sale in uh, gungarlan um, and also out in gin and Derry. Um, and we've got an urban team as well that does some of those really hard sites within Canberra, so some of those uh, renewal sites across Woden and Belconnen. So we're quite the team and we're all very passionate about what we do. Yeah, and we've had a lot to do with you on The Real Estate Show over the years and we just love that mingle program as well. And, of course, I just mentioned, you know, people would have driven past Whitlam so many times on William Hovel Drive or Coppins Crossing Road and never actually come in. So what will people experience today if they do make the, the turn into Whitlam and come and see you? Well, as, as well as seeing, I guess, Canberra's newest suburb and, and how um, ACT government is going about building some of the most sustainable, livable communities, um, the actual event today is um, and tomorrow is jam-packed full of all sorts of activities. So plenty of information off, on offer, as you'd imagine, about the suburb, and uh, certainly we've got land for sale today. Uh, but apart from that, Food and coffee, um, kids' craft, live music, uh, free gelato. Um, we're doing induction cooking demonstrations as well. So we are transitioning towards no gas, and uh, chefs should not be scared of that. There's some fantastic induction cooking demonstrations on today. Uh, lots of learning there. Face painting. Um, we get lots of sustainable living um, information sessions and lots of things to look at. Our partners out here in the Display Village, Burbank, Colac, GJ Gardner, McDonald Jones, Jada, ABM, Blackett and Mayfair, all of their homes are open uh, and you'll see some of the some uh, of these homes are actually award winning as well. So lots to see today. Yeah. yeah, well, people should definitely go along, check it out, meet you guys, just have a chat and all that extra fun stuff, like you said, uh, for the family happening there as well. Simon, thank you um, so much for your time. All the best for the weekend. Yeah, Sounds good luck. awesome. Good luck. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you, uh, Simon Tennant from the Suburban Land Agency. Get along um, this weekend today or tomorrow and check it out. Well, those are the interviews we most enjoyed in last week's Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. If you love hearing about the latest trends or you're just up for a sticky beak, be sure to drop by for a listen this Saturday between 9 and 10. Cam and Renee's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix 106.3.